Placidusax. Placidusax. I don't know. Lich Dragon Fortisax. For, a lot of sax going on. There's a lot of sax. <laughs> Hopefully there's no violins. Um, <laughs> hey Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode 484. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and... Ooh, I'm Jim. I like In the year of our Lord, 1506, we set sail from the cold bay. Welcome back, Jim. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Good to see you again. Oh my goodness. It is a uh it's a fine day. We've just gotten out of the smoldering summer heat that was Wisconsin. We were just talking off air about how the fact that you have to kind of keep your head on a swivel here in Wisconsin vis-a-vis the weather. If you don't like it, just wait a couple of days. Days? Come on, man. No, uh, it, it hours. It was, it, it was funny because uh we were I was at work, I think it was Wednesday. And the National Weather Service came out and said, oh, my God, we're all going to die. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're good admit, at that lately. Yeah, well, I, I will admit when I saw the I, they pushed they put this on Twitter, the National Weather Service put on Twitter an image of this storm blowing in from the West and at, at above the cloud level. And it showed it percolating and being scary and horrifying. And it was pretty spooky looking. It kind of ran right through my mother-in-law's house and they got it pretty bad. But no, it, it was scary enough. But up by us, I got a buddy whose daughter, whose young daughter is into meteorology. That's her thing. And she really likes scary storms. And so she had texted her dad a picture of this storm that was heading due east from Waukesha and the parts west in Milwaukee and how it's heading due east. And she actually drew on it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Future storm chaser right there. Dun, dun, dun. And and the crazy part was it was a scary storm. Yeah. It dumped a ton of hail on people. Yeah, and, I heard about that. And apparently just constant lightning. That's the one part I would have liked to have seen. I've never seen that. But apparently it was nonstop lightning. Yeah. Lightning storms are fun. Yeah. It just came all the way through. But because I live less than two miles from the lake. By the time it hit the cooling effect of the lake, all of a sudden you could see it happen on the radar. This giant red ball of evil just broke up. Yeah. And we got rain. <laughs> Fresh, refreshing June rain. I, and now my wife tells me I was indoors uh, that it sheeted rather badly for a while, but then it just broke up yep. and it was pleasant. So, no, we're here. We are we are buckled in and battened down. And uh, to de- well, and we went through those. Hun- we had two consecutive hundred degree days, which, as far as any Wisconsinite is concerned, is you might as well. Oh, oh it's it's all canceled. Yeah, just cancel it. <laughs> That's like down here when it goes below, you know, thirty degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, for us it was very much. Uh, oh, uh, no, no. But now it's uh, today. I think it's going to be a glorious eighty degrees. So I accept. Yeah, we're we're um we had the same problem here. We we had uh mid mid to upper nineties for a few days and now it's uh today the high's only gonna be just ninety. Possibly a, only eighty nine. A, a mere ninety. A mere ninety. Yeah. And lower humidity, which is good. 
Oh, the huge humidity. Huge humidity is awful here. Yeah. No, I. Uh, it's like going go. You walk outside. It's like getting slapped in the face with a hot wet towel. Oh no! I uh, years 101 years ago, <laughs> I did the Kansas City Renaissance Fair in between, at, right after Bristol, actually. My wife and I drove down there. And Kansas City is an awesome town. They're the only town I've ever been been in that I think reasonably competes with Green Bay for being a football town. Oh yeah, the they were. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every shopping mall was Chiefs red. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it was nuts. And and I respect that. And anyway, when when we did the fair, it was that was the one time in my life I think. I've experienced 100 degree heat and 100% humidity. <laughs> well, come down here in, now, well, in August. Okay, but here, I'm from, <laughs> as you know, I'm from up here. No, I know. You know, and you're from up here. Don't you lie. And the thing is, up here, we assume that when it's 100% humidity, it should be raining. Yeah, you'd think. That should be rain. Uh-huh, What's yeah. going on? <laughs> and Zero percent uh, dryness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's rain. <laughs> that's what we call rain. Or at least a thick fog that you can't see through. I, yeah. <laughs> some unpleasant clammy mist from which beasts emerge. I don't know. Or that but, infects you and turn, oh, turns you yeah, into yeah, a yeah, fog yeah. zombie. I've seen that movie. The uh <laughs> but <laughs> it's probably seen many movies because fog is a cheap practical. But but you know, so we're down there doing the fair, and as you you know. You're in the costume, which itself isn't light. And by the way, I was the bad guy, so mine is black. Good choice. Uh-huh. And yeah, sunny day. But you're, you're out there doing the, <laughs> di, 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 di. hey, we're funny. Hey, we're happy. We. I, I didn't notice it at first, but I realized not only had I soaked my shirt, my chemise with sweat, but my doublet, my, the, the outer garment was soaked oh my with gosh. sweat soaked i had to wring it out Did you, it was uh, it, it's it was an amazing experience and i you, one quite bluntly i never wish to repeat were you able to stay hydrated you, you have to well here's the thing when you do the renaissance fair and it's one of the things to its great credit you have all kinds of rules centered around hydration yeah oh wait is you the know? is the water dirty and and full of pestilence like a no, period no, accurate actually, Actually, we uh, like we the, have Gatorade, <laughs> like the turkey legs with the oh. uh, the flies on them, <laughs> or the uh, or 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 the roast beef that is slightly green. Um, <laughs> that happened. The you know Ew. just 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 be careful out there, folks. Yeah. The um, and, and let me be clear. That's why I stuck to the deep fried foods <laughs> because you're probably good. The, um, but no, it's it. I talk talking about heat. We would take this. We had this giant jug, this uh, just the Gatorade thing, and we filled it up. Now, admittedly, we filled it up with hose water. <laughs> we were having this conversation. Mike, you're from here. You do know the experience of being an eight year old child in Wisconsin and drinking the hose water, right? Only eight. I was okay. Good. I was good, drinking good. the hose water until I moved out of out of out of the out of the house. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Because I, there's a whole bunch of memes running around now about how, you know, how we must be. I basically assume because I drank so much hose water that I can't die. Because God knows, you know, you have this hose sitting around with water in it. Heaven knows what pestilence breeds uh-huh. in there. 
it's sitting in the sun so the water gets warm you crank the thing up it's got dirt all over it uh-huh. has heaven knows what in it and then it comes out of a brass fitting which as we all know is something great to put your mouth on because <laughs> there's no lead in that <laughs> and yet when you're eight-year-old jimmy running around in his little tight shorts running through the sprinkler or sliding down the slip and slide you know very very well that when you got hot and sweaty and your dad came up and he went all right boys let's get a drink and he turned on that hose it was going to be the best coolest water you have ever had any child that has been given a juice box or a heaven forbid a plastic bottle of water or made to drink from a water bottle you have lost something in your childhood yep because i drank from a garden hose <laughs> After you sprayed everybody with the hot water first that the sun had. Well, no, that was up. what my dad did. Yeah. That's what that was the place. You know, you take your thumb and you sit it out over the mouth. And psh, ah, ha, 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 you're all wet. Because yeah. that that's kids. That's what we did before the Internet. We soaked each other with water. Um, that's how that played out. Between that jarts and slip and slide, we are immortal. Yep. Did you slip and slide? Oh, uh, did, yeah, I think so. I think we had jarts one- too. You had jarts. Oh yeah, metal or plastic? Um, metal. At the tip. The, the heavy. At the tip. The heavy, heavy metal ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good, 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 good. Because yeah. they tried for a little while, and I think they still have these. You can now buy jarts that just have a weighted tip. Right. So they just bounce and land. Uh huh. They don't embed themselves. They're not. In the they're not lethal. Like proper, <laughs> let proper jarts do. They're no longer lethal. Because it says it on the you... box. Okay. So so so. <laughs> Well, these probably won't kill you. <laughs> so when you played jarts, how far apart were you? Oh, I don't remember that. I just remember that we had them. Okay. Mm. We, this, this is a vivid memory because we had, a, we had a field sitting next to my house. My dad had a big yard. And right next to us, there was a field that was 50 feet long, a 50-foot field. We sat at opposite ends of the 50-foot field and put on those circles. We stood behind the circles. <laughs> As we then followed the rules, there were rules to jarts. You had to throw them underhand. Okay. You were not supposed to throw them overhand, which, if you think about it, meant they knew there was something potentially dangerous in a jart. <laughs> we got to treat these like be, softballs. You shouldn't be whipping it overhead, <laughs> right. sidearming it. Giving the old Nolan Ryan fastball at your nephew. Trying to launch it at the ideal ballistic trajectory. Yeah, exactly. So that's the point. And I went, I grew up with some pretty athletic kids. Not me, but I grew up with some pretty <laughs> athletic kids. And I can remember this dude, his strategy was just to do this underhand chuck. And that thing went 100 feet in the air. Like a softball pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just went up and up and up and it just arced over. And he was pretty good at it. But it occurred to me many years later, <laughs> we were standing in the strike radius. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to dodge this thing as it came down. From- you know, you're if you took your eyes off that thing. Uh-huh. So, yes, we drank the hose water. We played jars. Now, slip and slide. You say you did slip and slide? I, I, I believe we had one or somebody in the neighborhood had one. I've, I've done it. It is sufficiently dangerous to note that we were encouraged to leap onto the bare ground. Because it's for kids, if you don't know, a slip and slide is a sheet of plastic mm-hmm. measuring yeah. 50 feet by about six feet yeah. you, that had a hose built. You could, you could, again, the garden hose, you could attach the hose to it 
which caused it to sprinkle water all the way down the length of said slide. Yeah, unfortunately, we lived in Wisconsin where it's flat. Yes. <laughs> well, you see, that's bad enough that you're leaping onto the ground. Think about that. Yeah, you. but you better hope that uh, your dad's got all the little rocks out of the, oh. out of the lawn. No, but forget, I, I agree with you, <laughs> but forget about that. Yeah. Forget about that. How smart is it to jump on the ground? Let's talk spine. Oh, yeah. You know, the structure of your body is not meant to be leaping on the ground. It isn't. But that wasn't bad enough because my father, Ray, of whom I've spoken many times, found that insufficient. He sent my mother to purchase a second one. Uh, to go and, next to it or, or at the end of it to make it longer? At the end of it. To make it even longer. So that he could stretch it down the length of the hill. see you were lucky you had uh, an elevation change i did i did and it was quite substantial actually and my father connected that and invited all the kids over and let me tell you when you came down that thing you were hauling freight (laughs) the thing of it was there was only grass at the end of said slip and slide yeah and when you're motoring at 20 miles an hour in your little you got your trunks on basically yep and you come firing off the slip and slide you're gonna get that grass embedded in your skin Uh uh-huh yeah and we loved it (laughs) we did it again and again and and again and then drank from the from the hose yes and then did it some more thirsty we drank from the hose we played the jarts we played on the slip and slide (laughs) i cannot die And then we uh, we smashed open all of our uh, all of our dud fireworks and put them in a in a can and sent them off in the basement. Let us play with that. <laughs> well, my dad did. No, no, I know. My, no, are you kidding? You know, I I had to have been what eighth grade. How old are you, boy? Fourteen. I had to be fourteen. There you go. At fourteen years old. And we made the one big family trip that was not a religious convention. <laughs> no, that, look, I liked it. I, I, was being, I was training for the ministry from a very young age. I was going to do that. I, I loved those people like family. They were the, I, my family is very small. So they were my, I, I loved it very much. And I never objected. It never occurred to me. I mean, I am that generation that went everywhere in a station wagon. Yeah. Yeah, we, we there was no no way in any of the green hells that my father was going to fly. <laughs> my father hasn't flown on an airplane since I think his mother died. There you go. Young. Yeah, that 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 was not going to happen. You know, he was he was going. That's why he had a car. Yeah, we had we had yeah. a station wagon that we drove everywhere for, but it was only to visit relatives. We never went on a, an actual family vacation to something. Yeah, well, and like I say, all mine were to religious convention. I went to. Fort Collins, Colorado. That's a hoot. That's a three-day trip through motels I'd rather forget. That's a um, hall. Hmm? That's a haul through very uh, boring, uh, boring uh, landscape. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Until well, you get well, where you're until you get there, then it's exciting. Well, you do get to stop at Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can go that way. That's, you, that's, that's a little, that's, a little that, yeah, bit better. Sort of, yeah, that take, route. Take take the north the north route. Yeah. Right. But you then do as you correctly say, go through the Badlands. Holy cow. <laughs> um we went to bloomington indiana a lot which again holy cow yeah 
But the one trip we did take was down to Florida, to Orlando, to Walt Disney World. That was that was our big family trip when I got into eighth grade. I was heading into high school. And we were in, you know, we we drove ourselves all the way down there. Oh, <laughs> still, I, I just I can't. So, OK, what's your limit? How far does it have to be for you to fly? Well, I don't know. I don't like I don't like flying um, oh. since, uh, you know, about the end of 2001 beginning of 2002 okay <laughs> you're out on that <laughs> haven't haven't liked flying since um oh, okay. but uh no i mean i'll i it, you know when i drive up there i i do it in two days yeah you now. did you drove all the way up didn't you yeah but i, I split it into two days I, I can't do the whole oh 12 to 14 oh hours in, in one shot anymore especially when the last the last uh half of it is driving through Illinois. Yes. <laughs> corn. That'll corn. That's just like an invitation to fall asleep and drive off the road and die in a horrible fiery wreck. Oh, I thought you were going to be you're going to establish a murderous cult of Mike, but okay. Oh, sorry. We can <laughs> no, do that sorry. later. I'm just going to pull off the road, go off into the corn <laughs> and create my own cult. No one will know. <clears throat> yeah, the middle-aged of the corn. <laughs> well, <laughs> every cult has to have its own theme. Yep. And I think yours, you know, that I think we're underrepresented in that area. Well, we'll drink Capri Sun instead of Kool-Aid. How about there that? you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> juice boxes. Juice bags. Did you have juice bags or boxes? They, they were bags. Capri Sun was the, the bag. Did you? The, the you f- had those though? crinkly foil plastic foil bag. Yeah, those came those came after my time. I was I was the 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 the, the little plastic tubs of bug juice. I don't know what that even is. They're, they're, you you've seen them if you're from up here. They're for, I I some little factory in Shawano must make them because they were ubiquitous. They still are. They're little. They're basically sugar drinks, um, in little plastic barrels with foil lids you peeled off. That's as close as I ever got. Was it called bug juice? No, that's oh, okay. that I gather from my wife is what the Girl Scouts called it. I'll see if I can find a link. So anyway, but I digress. I'm good here and the weather is good and I'm happy for that. Well, you know what today is? Today, as we record this early. That's uh, true. Sat- it's an early recording. You Saturday- told me it was going to be. That's okay. Saturday- I forgive that because it still gives <laughs> us an opportunity to do it. Saturday, June 18th is... Waterloo Day. Hey, how about that? Huh? Huh, kids? It's Waterloo Day. That's right. Back in 1815. Wait, I'm going to try to do math. 207 years. I think that's correct. Yay. 207 years ago in Belgium. It's actually, I follow a bunch of people on Twitter who are, who do live tweets, a bunch of professors and just nerds, frankly, (laughs) uh, that, that are, that have for the past three days, because we typically start with the anniversary of the Battle of Cachabra, which is June 16th, 1815, a couple of days before, and Langy, which took place on the same day. And so we, we, we remember those battle days and uh, they, they've been live tweeting at this moment, at this moment, and then they show pictures from the battlefield. And so I nerd out on that every year. I follow all of them and it's very, very exciting. It's the uh, it's the culmination of the Napoleonic arc. 
you know, that begins really in 17, well, some respects begins in 1789, the start of the French Revolution. But certainly from 1805, 1800, I guess, Battle of, you know, Marengo and all that, all the way through 1815 and sets the stage for the entirety of the 19th century. So much, and in some ways, the whole of the 20th as well. I mean, there's a lot of interconnectivity there. But the key is uh, today it was, and I and I tell this story just, and I I commemorate it because I I sell I celebrate it. I remember it. We play some games related to it. We're going to be doing that later today. I've actually been playing games related to it all week. But the one story that I tell, Waterloo, is in Belgium. Okay, yep. Mike, you know you're not a you you like history, but you're not a big history guy. Can you picture Belgium in your mind? Belgium. Um it's those uh those buildings with the the exposed timbers and the stucco on the outside. Nice. And uh and waffles everywhere. Oh yeah, a lot of good waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean on a map. If I showed oh, you a map, oh, oh, could, no. could you put me in the air? No. <laughs> it's in Europe. It is. Mm-hmm. Is it in mainland Europe or is it in, in Britain? It's in mainland Europe. Okay, good. See, there is, you go. Is it near France and Germany? It is. Okay. Look at that. Like, it's generally, kind of it's kind of in the middle. It's kind of in the middle. Which has sort of been its destiny. Yeah. Because it is amazing if you study the history of Europe from, say, 1000 through today, <laughs> you will discover an insane number of armies have crossed through this little country. It is, it is amazing. The Battle of the Bulge, Belgium. Oh, yeah. It, Hitler's original Blitzkrieg, Belgium. The Schlieffen plan to invade Germany or invade France by the Germans in World War I, Belgium. The uh, Napoleonic Wars fought over Belgium. <laughs> the, uh, the attempt of the, the more traditional nations to snuff out the French Revolution, Belgium. Uh, the march. Well, I'll keep going, but it's it's there <laughs> because it's centrally located. All yeah, roads it's lead through Belgium. Yeah, it's its location. And when your major participants are Germany, France, and to a lesser extent Italy, it, it's not a huge surprise that it would wind up in the midst of all that. So you you can again roughly imagine where it is. I have a good friend who teaches, or he's retired now. He taught paleobiology at the University of Birmingham. In England, not Alabama. <laughs> and he, <laughs> they, they have science in Birmingham, Alabama. They, yeah, I, uh, no, no bets. <laughs> no, his specialty was actually midges. M- what? Midges. What fly what are, larvae? Oh, okay. Wee flies. Oh, but, uh, but ancient wee flies. Exactly. Because he would find them in grave sites and use that to date the tomb or the grave. Cool. No, it is. It's very cool. If you go to <laughs> Hey there, uh, hey there, Bob, you're going to use that uh that uh, radiocarbon dating? No, I'm going to no, use this no. uh we fly dating. That's new. <laughs> we fly dating. Ooh. I remember in my day when I was a boy, that's what we had. We fly dating. <laughs> I may have to tell Andy that. I don't know how he's going to receive it, but I'll tell him. But um, so Andy, and, and, you know, as a matter of fact, if you go to the British Museum, probably his 
claim to fame, if a man who does We Fly Dayton gets fame, is the Lindau man, who was one of the bog men found by archaeologists, one of the oldest intact skeletons found in Great Britain. And in fact, it was more than a skeleton because he fell into a bog and was uh, basically preserved. Mummified. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And uh, he's on display and Andy helped date that. Cool. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it is, it is, we tell this story about Andy. I don't think I've told this on air. I really should commit it to memory. Let's do it. Andy, um, he's a dear friend. He is, however, quintessentially British. And he loves his bugs. And we were exchanging emails. And that's why this became funny to me, because it was done over an exchange of emails. We were talking about a variety of other things. And along the way, he told me, I was very pleased today to have come across a necrophagus investigator. And I took him as a sample. And I had rarely found him. And I went, all right, Andy, you've done it to me again. I have no idea what a necrophagus investigator is. Also, why is he speaking in Elizabethan? Well, right. Because <laughs> Andy always talks that way in my head. That's why. <laughs> oh, he actually it's just, has a strong... It's just in your head. Okay. Yeah, he has a strong Brummy accent, which is Brummy? delightful too. That's the, the colloquialism for Birmingham. Oh, okay. But he... Well, on that note... He took me, he took us out when we visited last for a, a full English breakfast. Are you familiar with that? Vaguely. Is that the one with the runny beans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They just have runny beans. They're just Franks and beans. They're just the beans you get with Franks. They're not runny. It's, they're <laughs> runny when you eat them. It's, it's, just, it's just like Heinz beans. That's all it is. Yeah, it's sausage and beans. One thing I don't eat is the grilled tomato. But, um, but yeah, he took us out for that. And we were sitting at a table and he said, hey, listen to those guys. And so we eavesdropped in the conversation sitting right across the table. They were speaking in this West Country dialect. And I was assured by Andy they were speaking English. I don't believe it. <laughs> a little little too much like Scottish. Did Oh, it's worse than that. Worse. I've never, I, I, I couldn't pick up a word. So anyway, Andy came up and he said, well, I found this necrophagus investigator. And I went, all right. So offline from this conversation, I looked that up and I go, uh, Andy, my buddy, the necrophagus investigator is rare because it's typically only found on corpses. Okay. And I said, where did you find it? And it was, oh, it was on a tramp I found on the way home. I'm sorry? Uh, on a tramp. On a dead tramp. Like a bum, a hobo? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He found a dead hobo. Uh-huh. And and he and he picked a bug off of it. Uh-huh. I said, Andy, <laughs> did you report the dead <laughs> tramp? And he replied, Well, no, I might get another bug. <laughs> Andy, you have to report the tramp. <laughs> And he said, oh, it doesn't matter. He was gone by the time I came back anyway. I said, that is not the point. You are not. You are not. You Wait a are minute. Not. He didn't report it because he wanted to leave it there a little while longer so he could go back and harvest more bugs? Yes. Okay. Necrophagus investigators are rare, you see. Ah. 
He's like, shouldn't we, shouldn't we call nine 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 on this dead bum? No, 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 no. no. Wait, no, no, no. He's he's growing some uh, some bugs. I need. That's that's that. You need to that leave him a few days sum- longer. You have summarized the circumstance <laughs> in which my friend Andy found himself. See, I c- I can understand where Andy's coming from. You know that's wrong, right? Well, yeah, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what the that's, laws are in England, so I'm going to give that's kind of what I wanted doubt. to get out of him. That, that I could get some sort of confession, I guess, some admission. Oh, so what were we talking about that got me talking about <laughs> Oh, no, uh, uh, Waterloo. Waterloo, that's it. So, and this is Andy. And he had a student, a grad student, okay. come up to him and say, you're into battles, aren't you? Yeah, I am. That's how I met Andy, was playing war games online. Sure. And he said, yeah. Well, I'm a sociology grad student, and I'm doing a paper on dark tourism. And he went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that apparently is the name that has been slapped on those of us that like to visit Battlefield. Dark? Why, are, why is it dark? Because it's violent and terrible and war. It's the, no, it's history. Yeah, it's that's that that that's the judgment <laughs> of the contemporary. Well, I, I you know, call it what you want. I don't care. It doesn't affect me none. I ain't stopping. Um. So, she said. He said, "Yeah, well, all right. Well, I'm I'm doing a paper on dark tourism, and I'm trying to figure out what motivates you." Okay. Uh, would you take my survey? Sure. Well, who? And he asked her, "Who else? Are, to whom are you going to give this survey otherwise?" Well, I was thinking about going to Waterloo and giving it to people there. That's a good idea. Ah, huh? Yeah. And so he said to her, great. Well, when are you going to go? He said, oh, this Saturday. I said, when are you coming back? Oh, I thought I'd come back in the afternoon. From Birmingham. Yeah. To Belgium. Uh Uh-huh. And he said to her, where do you think Waterloo is? (laughs) I was wondering myself. And she replied, well, it's down in London. Um. And he thought, and he went, do you mean Waterloo Station? (laughs) For the tube? Uh Uh-huh. To which she said, well, that's where the battle was, wasn't it? Oh, no. Sociologist. Uh Well, come to find out in the years that have followed, this is not an uncommon belief. I, I would guess part. that there's a, a, a healthy percentage of people that just assume, yeah, why not? That's much Waterloo like, right there. A, much like apparently the Battle of Trafalgar was fought in Trafalgar Square, and the little bitty fountain is what's left of the ocean. Um, <laughs> that was a naval battle, right? It was. How it about was, that? Kids. It was, huh? <laughs> fountain is all that's left. <laughs> You know, so, so yeah, it, it, I, I come to this, it is the day, it is Waterloo Day, Huzzah, Kalu Kale, remember where it was, it was in Belgium, June of 1815, and again, set the stage for a great deal of uh, what became our history, that much of which we are still living with today. My favorite part of Waterloo, of course, is the fact that if you visit it, which I've now had the privilege of doing twice, my wife loves me more than I deserve. Um, <laughs> we're, we're going to Paris in August. And I 
was sort of looking at her going, you know, Belgium is right, right there. there. And she said, we are not going a third time. I have taken you twice. I have walked over that field twice. Your son has walked over it once. We're not doing that again. Did you get the, but, you're free to go there yourself. <laughs> no, no, I didn't because she wants to go with me. We like to hang out. And, and in Paris, I'm going to do all the Napoleon things. I'm finally going to visit the tomb in Les Invalides. We're going to, you know, visit the army museum in addition to all the stuff at Versailles and at the Louvre and all the cool Napoleonic stuff. But the battle is right there. But it, you know, one of the things I enjoy the most is when you go to the battlefield, you would swear the French won. Why? It is in Belgium, which means it's French speaking. Okay. And everything around there, there isn't a Wellington monument anywhere. Arthur Wellesley, <laughs> the Duke of Wellington, the guy who actually won the battle, uh -huh. nor is there a Blucher monument. Gebhardt Lebrecht von Blucher, the Prussian commander who commanded the Prussians who helped beat Napoleon. There isn't a monument to them anywhere. There's a boat ton of monuments to Napoleon. The loser. Yeah. <laughs> you, the restaurant there was named after the commander of Napoleon's Imperial Guard. The, so it's, it, uh, it, 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 that is a source of immense amusement. You can get a bunch of Napoleon statues, T-shirts, buttons, pins, jackets, music boxes, <laughs> it's there. Uh, my son and I brought back music boxes that play uh, Chant de Pas, which is one of the great French marches. There isn't one of those for any British march or any Prussian <laughs> march. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> so it's, uh, so yeah, Waterloo Day. Huzzah. You know, my favorite part of Waterloo? Mm. The water slide. With water slide? <laughs> See, I get I'm a lot of that. I'm bringing it back, to, a lot bringing it back to the slip and slide. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you think Napoleon drank the hot hose water? I of course he did. <laughs> That's how he died. No, he died of stomach cancer, which he inherited from his father. But the point is... No, he got he, it from he, that water that was baking in that... In that hose? In that plastic hose from the, 18, the hose 1800s. Mm, <laughs> drinking the hose water. That's, 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 see, you never... Son, you never drank from the hose water. No. Well, how, yeah. how is that possible? How did you, do you not I own a hose? No, we do. We do own a hose, but he, we don't, you know, the thing was, let's face it. We had internet. Yeah. We have now computer game, you know, <laughs> and, and I love, I loved my childhood. The Wi-Fi some... reaches out to the backyard, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to let him have his <laughs> iPad out there with the hose water. That's not happening neither. No, he's, he's over here speaking, you know, talking about it though. Have you have you played you now you you are not that guy. You have not played Elden Ring, right? No, but I've I've heard of it. <laughs> a lot of folks, a lot of folks are playing Elden Ring. Well, good for And I, I say this, I've said this a lot on this program. I was raised in the era of the TRS-80 and the Temple of Apshai, the great video game where your character invading this cursed temple was three little sprites, one of which periodically would eh, jut forward, and that was his sword. Eh. <laughs> that was it. You've said that your last uh, console was really the Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah, yeah. We so had. Did you play? Did you play Adventure? Probably. I don't remember. Get this freaking duck away from me. Um, duck. I don't remember that. The dragon that looked like a duck. 
there's a there's a there's a great okay. there's a great there's a great episode of Homestar Runner um dedicated to adventure and how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> um I played that, don't get me wrong. Uh, I played I played the mess out of it because let's face it, we had nothing else. Yeah. I played I, I played I, all the classics. I, I loved playing actual arcade games. Okay. Like what was your favorite? I I I don't remember the name of it now. I have to look it up. My favorite one that I don't remember the name of. I I was gonna ask. That doesn't feel real favorite to me. Well, on the twenty six hundred it was Sequest. Oh, Sequest was great. You played that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got like a super high score and took a picture of the screen with, with my Polaroid camera. And, and got uh, the patch? And uh we we talked about this. No, I know I didn't get the patch. I didn't know that you could send in. We talked about this recently, you and I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we did. I'm not going to be able to remember the name of that game. Right. It's come up on the show. You may you can find it in a previous episode somewhere. Good luck there hunting go. through 483 episodes. <laughs> Looking for that. Um, your your episodes are indexed, right? There there are transcripts. No, no. You oh have, heavens! You have to listen yeah, to all uh, 483 uh, hours. Yeah, unlikely. <clears throat> the uh, <laughs> yeah, no. What you do is, no, but, of course, they are. Of course they are. You, you can't see them. They're right there. Everybody else tells me they can download them. Look, I'm, sorry, I your computer I, I'm looking at it right now. What's wrong with yeah, that? Right. I mean, what do you want me to send yeah. you? Well, well, I can't find that. Um, no, no, we, so we used to go to uh, Godfather's Pizza and they had mm-hmm. a lot of those classic arcade games. I would play the arcade games all the time. And then I would play them at our, at actual arcades or in other locations when I console would find them. Or console or flat top? Both. Okay. Yeah, flat top is grossly underappreciated in my mind. Oh yeah, they had a, uh, they had it. the The flat top ones were set up with like the same chairs as the as the the actual dining tables. So Sweet. it's like you could sit there and eat your pizza on the flat top while while you were playing. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. One of those restaurants that has just faded from usefulness to me. Although I guess I still eat there is Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut used to be a go in, sit down. It used to be just like that. Yeah. An experience. Yeah. You know, you'd sit down, you'd throw a couple quarters into the jukebox. They had a jukebox mm-hmm. at mine. Um, play some, play your favorite top 40 hits. And then you'd go over and play some video games and wait. And then you'd hit this. Maybe you'd hit the we, mine for a while had a pizza buffet. Yep. Which struck me as weird at a pizza hut. But what do I know? <laughs> um, it's bigger on the inside, like the TARDIS. And now it's all gone. Yeah. Now it's all just come and pick it up or we'll drop it off. And I don't know. Yeah, does anybody actually go in there and eat? You can't at mine. You can't at all. No, there's at mine. There's no place to sit down. Wow. I have not, last, I have not gone into one in place, a long time. The last sit down place by us is in South Milwaukee. I think it's still a sit down. I don't even know. Hmm. There was also one in Greenfield. But the two nearest to me, one became an insurance building, insurance company. And the other is uh, has been completely reconfigured into a, a pickup or delivery only. So much sadness vis-a-vis Pizza Hut. But so video games, you, you know, you were talking about loving the 2600 and what it was and what those video games were. Elden Ring. Oh, my God, this thing. 
I just I before before we continue with the Elden Ring, I just want to say <laughs> I saw it coming with the 2600 and then okay. whatever came after that, I don't know if it was the original Nintendo or but even during the 2600 there were competing consoles. And I'm like I realized uh okay, so this thing is that I've we've bought we my family have bought all of these cartridges for is is not gonna we're not gonna be able to use it in in a few years there's gonna be something else and then that thing's gonna get replaced with something else and that you're gonna have to buy all new cartridges for and then on and on and on and, and i said i'm out oh yeah <laughs> so you i don't want to i don't want to keep you, up with that <laughs> you decided you didn't want to chase it exactly hmm. but i but as like an eight-year-old which I was going to say very, very strange, but also telling that, about my seriously, personality. Seriously, I'm having a hard time processing that a little bit. <laughs> Not in any critical way. I think I, I think I admire it. In hindsight, it's admirable, but at the time, it was just lazy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the, I mean, plus, I, you know, I didn't. I went to school hung out with people who were of my same socioeconomic level and and they didn't you know they didn't have all the latest and greatest toys either if there was a kid who had all the latest and greatest toys like the uss flag you know i didn't know him i didn't hang out with him or go to school with him uss flag represents (laughs) did you see that on the uh the goldbergs do you watch that show yes Like there it is. I, I, what's the? I forget the name of that 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 confirmation bias fallacy, where you 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 hear something and you always see it. You know where you where you you hear you you know somebody mentions yellow cars and then all of a sudden you see them see everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I think I have that with the USS flag. <laughs> we started talking about it on the we, show. Yeah, and now we it's talk about up it everywhere. on the show, and the next thing I know, every it's just little places. Uh-huh. I saw it on on the Goldbergs. But I, I, somebody, but somebody also mentioned it to me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I got, I got two people I follow on Twitter that have bought them. And is it now? I won't say it's a wave or a plan or anything. But more and more, two people, two people, in addition to the one we saw, have turned it into their coffee table. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, if I had a coffee table, that would be on the short list of candidates. Yeah to really dress it up and stabilize it out and <laughs> put the running lights on it and all that stuff. That'd be a sweet coffee table. That so put sweet some bastard would be right there. Some speakers in there with some sound effects. Oh, see? Like some, That's visionary. Yeah. That is freaking visionary. <laughs> like the uh the planes getting uh catapulted off the deck. Oh yeah, you got to have the ability to do that, don't you? <laughs> Go full dangerous Boba Fett with your launcher. <laughs> ah! Yeah, real oh, real quick, we don't want to get into a, a, a conversation because we still got to go back to Elden Ring. But did you see that new Top Gun? Not yet. You, I you need to go. My, I, I will. I, it's one of those I do want to see in the theater. You should. And I usually don't say that. I actually don't like going to the theater. But oh, man. Yeah, no, we, we actually broke. Uh, <laughs> I we, For uh, Mother's Day, we took Michelle to see everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. What's which, that? What's that about? It's uh, it's a, it's a. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not in the title. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was a blast, and yeah. I love M- Michelle Yeoh is some kind of ageless goddess. So I've I've got the I've got a thing for her. Um, she's amazing. She's one of those few women that I can actually believe in a in a in a martial arts fight on screen, 
and I enjoy her immensely. And, and she also showed herself a wonderful actress. But to your point, um, no, I have heard wonderful, wonderful things about Top Gun 2. So that's yeah. awesome. Because I love the first one, God knows. I, I have I've resisted strongly the deconstruction of Top Gun 1. I get it. It was a profoundly homoerotic volleyball thing. <laughs> I get it. Jeez. They, they do um, pay homage to that scene in the new one, but it's much course, more, well, yeah, it's much how, more believable. On. You're not doing a movie about Top Gun and not call it, if you, with all the callbacks that they've got, yeah. and I've seen enough little teeny spoilers to gather what those callbacks are, you're not going to, you, you can't walk away from the volleyball thing. You just can't. Even if you just hold up Wilson and go, this is him. Um, <laughs> cool. No, I, I do want to see it. I, yeah. I would have wanted to see it in the IMAX, to tell you the truth. But um, the, a regular good old-fashioned loungy theater seat will be cool, too. Yeah, Marcus the, Dream Lounger. There it is. There it is. I, that happened. Oh, that Just like Pizza Hut going away, that happened suddenly, didn't it? All, the, the, did all the regular theater seats disappeared kind of all in the Overnight. same, like, yeah couple yeah, months like all period. of a sudden well you know i want to make it nice so i want to make sure i got my tickets for my wife for mother's day so we're all set i go buy the tickets online i'm like that's how who who bought all who bought every other seat yeah <laughs> i'm looking at it go why are these seats so bloody far apart that's weird and they realize oh loungers when that happened here it was it was one of the i forget which one it was one of the star wars movies in the from the last uh five years or seven years i guess and um we went to buy our tickets because we want to go we want we always go at the 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 earliest the first show on sunday because whenever that's when everyone's still in church Mm -hmm. or going going to brunch after church Mm -hmm. and so there's nobody there it's dead and uh, right but then we couldn't get the tickets that was sold out and like how is it sold out and i go and i look at the map and there's only you know 30 seats in this theater right. that used to have, you know, 120. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> they changed out to those big giant recliners. Yay, they changed out to those big giant recliners, but, but oh, no. this was the worst possible way for us to find out about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We went the next weekend. It was fine. So, yeah, well, but. that's the other thing. I mean, it's in this environment, you're not going to get me with much FOMO vis a vis movies. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It's like really? It's like I we finally saw Dune. Yeah. Uh last weekend. Loved part, it. Part one. Loved it. Dune part yeah. one, which they, they well, didn't tell they didn't tell anybody well, at oh, the time. You upset about that? See, I knew going in. <laughs> I didn't find out until I watched it. Oh. Hey, this, okay, seems, this like, seems to have ended at a weird place. <laughs> at an odd point. Okay, have you read the books? No. Oh, okay. Also, wow. I hadn't even seen the original movie. What? No, I had never seen it. You of all people, given the show you host, my friend. Well, you know. um, How have you not seen one of the... That movie may be the the pinnacle of good, bad movie. (laughs) No, I I get the mountaintop of, oh my God, this is awesome. Oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. No, I get that. I I don't know how I missed it. Um... I will say this though, I did go back and mm-hmm. start watching the original Dune, and I watched uh-huh. it up until the point where the new Dune stops, and then I oh, stopped good. it. So yeah, see, because I was obsessed with the books as a kid. <laughs> to me, it's like I, and maybe it's just because my mind is insufficient. But 
if it's fantasy, it's J.R.R. Tolkien. I don't care about anything else. And if it's sci-fi, it's Dune. I don't care about anything else. So, oh, that's not true. Heinlein and Asimov have a space, but when you're talking epic sci-fi, it's Frank Herbert. Yeah. And so I was stoked when the first movie came out and I went, oh my God, what was this? <laughs> As I say, it's both beautiful and horrible by equal measure. Thank you, David Lynch. But then I saw this, the new one, and I was, okay, all right. I got me a Dune movie before I died. That's all right. And, and hey, shout out to Dave Bautista, huh? <laughs> shout out to a guy who knows what he is and what he ain't. <laughs> no, I love the guy. I mean, I love a guy who's obviously a physical specimen and a half, uh-huh. but also knows how to play to his strengths and not to his weaknesses. He ain't going to try to give me Shakespeare. That's okay. <laughs> I love him in Guardians of the Galaxy. I love him in this. Yeah. Um, he's perfect. He's a little different from Sting, mind you. But, uh, you know. But we didn't get to see much of him in part one. Not yet. Oh, no. Right. But as no, you he'll as be, well, as I suspect that's what you I, recall, we get more. Yeah. That's, so, that's what I've heard. So let's see. That was Dune, back to Top Gun, back to video games. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. You know, we played those games and we were happy. But I look out now and I say, and I've said this before, kids, don't look back. Don't look back. If you're curious, take a look at the Atari 2600. Take a look at the, you know, the ColecoVision or whatever you want. They're not good. No. They're not good. They were good at the time. Yeah. If you were a kid at the time and that was and all as wise you had mike to play. and as wise as wise nine-year-old mike <laughs> had the the prescience to see we would spend the rest of our life the rest of our lives it's true and i really 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 enjoyed playing my atari 2600 when i oh! was a little kid oh! and playing all of those all of those uh arcade games but at some we, point keystone I, capers gorf pitfall yeah play pitfall. football that was our first chance to play football on a video screen. Yeah. It was great. Where the, 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 the players actually moved where you wanted them to instead of just spun around in a circle. <sighs> even though you could even though you could take your <laughs> even though you could take your defender. No, I take that back. You could take your quarterback and run him off the left side of the screen and he would appear on the, the right side uh, of the yep, screen on the other behind side. the defense <laughs> and run for a touchdown. <laughs> Even I remember could, that. Even though you could do that. Even so, Oops. they weren't in. We now love them. No, no. That's those are two was thoughts a... I can have at the same time. Yeah. I loved them. I did. I had all of them. My yeah. God. Yeah. I got patches. I sat on my 19-inch. Well, the other thing is, I was sitting on a 19-inch wood grain cabinet playing this. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved all of it. Now, Elden Ring, this thing. <laughs> I well, just take this. There's actually a wonderful article. I'll give it to you here, Mike. Twelve game worlds that are bigger than Elden Ring, and Elden and Rings the, is very, very big already. And that's the, and that's the crazy thing about it, is that you've got this gigantic world. Come on, there we go. And we'll skip right to the good part. The no, you know, let's 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 put this in pro, let's put this in perspective. The world of Elden Ring is thirty point five square miles. Point <laughs> five. Yeah, they measured it. Thirty point five, and you say, and it's gorgeous. 
And it's filled with stuff. My son, as you heard, has put in a hundred plus hours into it. 140. And he's at 140. And he is still yeah. sometimes going, Oh, I've not been here before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've not been here before. And yet, when you scroll all the way to the top of this list, Minecraft, which I realize cheats a little bit because of the crudity of its graphics, its world is 2.5 million square miles. Wow. That's a lot of square miles. That's that. I mean, and now that's so far over the top. But still, when you scroll down just a little bitty ways, I was looking at uh, one of the games that I've actually played a fair amount of, Arma 3, which is a pretty good military simulator. The world, 104 square miles. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is magnificent. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 90 square miles. DayZ, a cool zombie game, 86. You know, don't don't look back. That's my only <laughs> point. You know, yes, does Elden Ring have some of the most ridiculous monster names in the history of monsters? Yes, it does. Ooh, what are they? Oh my god. The uh I was just I was just looking at a list. Let's get that one. Margil the Fell Omen, Godric the Grafted, Red Wolf of Radagon. A lot of alliteration in these names. Oh, yes, yes, yes. One of my personal favorites, Rikard, Lord of Blasphemy. (laughs) Lord of Blasphemy? That's what he does. I want that. I I want that title for myself. You want to be the Lord of Blasphemy? I want to be the Lord of Blasphemy. That's... Star Scourge Radhan. Radhan? Radhan. What's this? Radhan. Radhan. Star Scourge Radhan. I just, yeah, okay, so you're, you're, you're holding out for Lord of Blasphemy. <laughs> Mike, Lord of Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Draconic Tree Sentinel. The, um, oh, man. Oh, man, what is... Uh-oh. Dragon Lord Placid U6. <laughs> Placidus Axe, is that it? <laughs> Placidus Placid Usex. It's Placid Usex. That's what it says. <laughs> and he Mike, says, I'm going to put it in the text and you tell me. Placidus you... Now, Now, the boy over here is telling me it's Placidus Sax. Dragon Lord. <laughs> Placid USA X. Thank you. What is crumbling Farum Azula? That's where he's fr- that's that's where he is. Ah, he is he is found in crumbling Farum Azula. Pl- yeah, plus placid placidusax placid placidusax. I don't know. Lich dragon fortisax. For- a lot of sax going on. There's a lot of sax. <laughs> Hopefully, there's no violins. Um... <laughs> hey, that's the episode title: sax and violins. Saxon violins, Margit the Fell Omen. <laughs> you know, so it's where was the one that had the, the last? So, but you know, yes, silly names, but oh my gosh, so beautiful, and and some of the castle designs are spectacular. It's it's a real joy, and we should not look back. You know, we should 
we should, you know, we should look forward and we should enjoy what we have. So it is so very, very cool. All right. I know we got to go. I know you got somebody else to pick up, but we have to visit Sam Peeps. Don't I we? was just thinking, oh, please, please let there be Sammy because you didn't mention him before. I know. I know I didn't. That We, we have to, we have we to spend do just a minute with our dude. Samuel Pepys, diarist of the 17th century, high government official in the court of Charles II. Um, Around and, about and 150 folk- years before Waterloo? Right uh, around? Yeah. 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 Right around there. One, no, it's less. Yeah. 150. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Good. Good on the math right there. <laughs> the, um, every, every other episode, I do the math correctly. Every, you attempt to do math. That's that's okay. No, I, t- I attempt to do math every episode, but I do it correctly. About oh, every got it. Other got it. Got it. Last week, very, very bad math happened. Ooh. It's It was so bad. Made- it had to be. It had to be cut out of the episode. You may, oh, oh, like that. <laughs> no, it just happened to be cut out of the episode because we went very, very long. This is the other Sam from England who is on the show. The guy who's actually alive right now. <laughs> 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 and not in government um, or, or, or the Navy. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we went a bit long. And um, yeah, so Frankenberger will be coming back. <laughs> in a new nice. form so that we do not lose all of that wonderful poor math that we did on live on the air <laughs> oh okay there you go but funny that you mentioned it the uh well i figured we'd this is the 18th this is the 18th of june um what's sammy doing on the 18th of june now this is 1662 um so 153 so it's, so it's years before yeah it's uh yeah there it is and so, uh, what, what was he doing? No, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, 1662. He was up early. And upon reading a little Cicero, I made me ready into my office. We're all the morning very busy. At noon, Mr. Creed came to me about business. And he and I walked as far as Lincoln's Inn's fields together. After a turn or two in the walks, we parted. And I to my Lord Cruz and dined with him, dined with him, where I heard the courage of Sir H. Vane at his death is talked on everywhere as a miracle. Thence to Somerset House to Saint to Sir J. Winter's chamber by appointment, and met Mr. Pelt or Pet, where he and I read over his last contract with the king for the forest of Dean, whereof I took notes because of this new one that he is now in making. That done, he and I walked to Lily's, the painters, where we saw, among other rare things, the Duchess of York, her whole body sitting in state in a chair in white satin, and another of the king that is not finished, most rare things. I did give the fellow something that showed them us and promised to come some other time, and he would show me Lady Castlemaine's, which I could not then see, it being locked up. Thence to rights the painters, but Lord, the difference that is between their two works. (laughs) Thence to the temple, there spoke to my cousin Roger, who gives me little hopes in the business between my uncle Tom and us. So Mr. Pett, who stayed in his son's chamber, and I by coach to the old exchange and there parted. And I home at the office till night. My windows at my office are being made clean today and a casement in my closet. So home and after some merry discourse in my kitchen with my wife and maids, I now, as I nowadays often do, I being well pleased with both maids, 
the bed. So obviously he did a lot of things, but you know, nothing major. No. The um hung out with several people, saw two painters painting correct. stuff. So here's the question. So he starts out. He reads a little Cicero, as one does. This is, of course, the Marcus Tullius Cicero, the great Roman lawyer and politician. He goes to his office where he's very busy. He goes for a little bit of a walk, has food with Lord Crewe. He hears the story of Sir Henry Vane, the younger. Um, He served as the, he was beheaded for treason in 1662. So. He is he has recently been executed for treason. Uh-huh. And they're talking about how bravely he died. Where I heard, where I hear the courage of Sir Henry Vane at his death is talked on everywhere as a miracle. This, so this isn't so, the first time something like that's happened with Sam. No, 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 no. Where he's talking. You that can the, see you're raising a great point because you can see that he has, you know, that is built into the texture of their daily lives. You know, the um, the the stories of executions and the bravery of the people. Charles the First, Henry Vane. There's been another one that we've talked about. Yeah, was that Penn or Penn, somebody? Yeah, no, I don't think related it was Penn. to Penn or yeah, it was somebody related. I think yeah, 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 that's right. Where they were like, oh, he was very brave. Yes, how you die, how you face that becomes a story. Remember, no TV, no internet, he, no movies. That that guy was he was the guy that like, like filibustered his own exactly execution yes. by going off on mm-hmm. some tirade. Mm-hmm. about how he didn't do it <laughs> or he wasn't wrong in doing it or whatever, but he delayed it. <laughs> exactly. But then, 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 but the, then the executioner or the, the captain in charge of the troops guarding the execution ordered the drums to beat loudly. Yeah. Oh, so they, yeah. So they, they drown him out. That's right. Yep. <laughs> now, was this the one that Sam can, can watch from his office window? That was one that he could, that yes. one he could, but okay. Yep. That That's one not everyone. Exactly. So, so then he, yes, he goes to see two painters. The first is Lily, who is uh, Peter Lely, L-E-L-Y in the Dutch. Um, he was a well, well-known collector and painter of art. And he does one of the Duchess of York. Um, you know, so she, he is the, fir- she is the first wife of James II. So she is that kind of like um, William's wife. Kate Middleton in England right now. That's her. The, the Duchess equivalent. of York. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's she's the, the queen in waiting. Okay. And so they did it. He did a painting of her sitting in a chair and another of the king. Not finished. Most rare things. Sam loves this because, again, painting in an era before the Internet and before photography. Is a big deal. Oh, yeah. And the king sitting for a portrait is a really big deal. So he got to see an unfinished portrait of the king by one of the best portrait painters going. Access. He, Sam's exactly. got access. He got some sweet, sweet insight. <laughs> you know, he had to put that on his on his Insta page. <laughs> today I saw today at TIS. That's another thing I don't do is the gram. The gram. You don't gram. No, no. I don't. <laughs> Um, and then so and the the he's then said, if you come by the next time, I'll show you Lady Castlemaine's now. Now, who's that? Was she was uh-huh. she so, somebody you want to see? 
get painted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lady Castlemaine <laughs> was one of the many mistresses of Charles II. Ah. And, Char- and Sam had it bad for her. Oh, yeah? He had it bad uh, for the Gumar? Uh-huh. <laughs> This is you were going to see Lady Castlemaine creep through. Now, now it's he's in an ambivalent thing about it because he's got it for her. And she's quite the beauty. She is she is quite a lovely woman from all the extant paintings. But he also is afraid that she particularly has too much influence over him, the king. Yeah. And so he is. I then I I did give the fellow something that showed them us, which means he gave him a little cash the guy that showed us these paintings and he He tipped and we promised to come some other time and he would show me lady Castlemaine's portrait, which I could not see it being locked up. (laughs) That's why he, that's why it's locked up. Yeah. Cause even though she's got a lot of cash and a lot of influence, we all know why she's got. influence. So the mistresses get their, get their portraits painted. Mm-hmm. But nobody's allowed to see them because they're the mistresses. Exactly. Why are they because... getting who 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 are these portraits for? The king? Yep. Okay. And where mm-hmm. does he display them where his his the his wife can't see them? Well, no, but she knows. <laughs> his wife was no idiot. Oh okay. she knew. He was far too big a philanderer for her not to have known. They they hadn't developed the whole uh pr- pretending it's a secret thing. Well, but here's the whole thing. Back Charles the first, his dad, who gets his head cut off is mm-hmm. at the end of the English Civil War. Charles I, one of the crazy things about him, he is one of those few kings of England that seems legitimately to have loved his wife and to have been loyal to her throughout his life. Hmm. Crazy. And then he goes over to Wright's house, Jonathan Michael Wright. He's also a painter. But Lord, the difference that is between their two works. (laughs) Not impressed. No. It appears, and there's a lot of discussion about what he didn't like. We don't really know. It's assumed to be more about their style of portraiture. Sam had his views. Because folks have pointed out that Wright's paintings are well regarded. So it's not like he was sloppy or bad. It's just how he did portraits. Yeah, Sam wanted to see him some Barbara Castlemaine, Countess of, or some Barbara Palmer, Countess of Castlemaine painting. Oh, yes, he did. Sammy wants him some babs. Oh yeah, oh, he's gonna get some. <laughs> and then finally, he goes back to his office where his windows are being cleaned. Now that's actually a fairly uncommon occurrence. Window cleaning was not as regular as it is today. So he even went so far as to make a note of it. Is that like a once a year or once every couple of years kind of a it's thing? It's not sure. It's there's a lot of conversation in the notes that I've seen about how often it was. It certainly wasn't any more than once a quarter. Yeah. So that was window clean in day. And they needed to be cleaned because of all the soot in the air, oh, right? When you're talking wood fire. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So so it was a good day for Sam. He uh had a had a nice couple of walks, talked about the courage of a of a victim of the block. Then he went and saw some some secret portraits, and he almost <laughs> got to see the one he really wanted to see. And he went home for dinner. Happy Waterloo Day, 1662, Sammy Peaks. Awesome. Always good to hear from Sammy. Oh, yeah. Always good to hear from you, too, Jim. Oh, it's an incredible pleasure to be here. Glad we could finally make it happen. Happy Waterloo Day, everyone. Hope you had a great observation. (laughs) 
and happy Waterloo Day to you. Thanks. What are you doing the rest of the day today? Uh, later on today, later on in the evening, I'm going to be running the entirety of the 1815 campaign online. So nice. We're going to be celebrating some Waterloo. Belker's joining in, aren't you? I am. There it is. <laughs> well, enjoy. Cool. I think that's about it for the show. Awesome. Do you want to right. know where they can find us? Well, you can find them by the way. Nerdburger.com. No. No. That wasn't available. No. It's nerdburgershow.com. Nerdburgershow.com. <laughs> I'm counting on my fingers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and where else? Uh, at nerdburgershow on, on the Twitters. At, 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 ner- at, at nerdburgershow on Twitter. Asterisk pending Elon Musk's per, uh, purchase going through. No, Elon Musk said you were good. He called me. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. He, he was high into the for- he was high into the chronic and he just called me. Up, <laughs> you know. My my dude Alan just went, Hey, uh, you're that nerd burger guy? No, no. I'm I'm just a happy guest. Oh, they're pretty cool. And he hung up. Oh, we'll good. be we'll be looking forward to that phone call. There it is. <laughs> hey, if uh if Bezos can find us, Elon shouldn't have any trouble, right? Hello. <laughs> oh boy. And email us uh nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Nerdburger show at protonmail.com. That's that's the one. Join us next time on Nerdburger when we do Top Gun Maverick. Sweet! That's right. The big review. Looking it'll, forward. It'll have been about a month since we watched it since it came out so spoilers (laughs) 